Hey, welcome back to Tuesday Take, where we sit down with Pastor James and ask a few questions and hear some additional thoughts from this week's teaching. Pastor. Hello, Shane. How are you, man? What's going on, brother? Just hanging out, man. How are you this morning? Pretty great. Do you, uh, do you usually work out in the mornings? Did you work out this morning? I did, yeah. Uh, my sister Caroline came over and we uh, got in three miles run this morning. You ran for three miles? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Somebody chased you for three miles? Yep, somebody chased wow. Yep. Yeah, some dog, wow. man. Wow. You guys are good. Well, maybe not good at get evading people, but uh, or yeah. dogs. But yeah, man, nah, three it was miles, good. It, wow. it felt it felt really good this morning. Yeah, it was it was a good it was, morning. It was yeah. a, a fantastic morning to be outside. I got yeah. in the hammock this morning. Did you? Yeah, awesome. Just you know, just relaxed. We work out in different ways. I guess that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, man, I'm I am, I am glad you said uh, you said you got some new shoes, and that was you said a PR yeah, this wanted, morning. Yeah, I just wanted to test them out. So. Yeah, set a PR this yeah. morning, man. Look at you go. Proud of you, man. One day at a time. I think I can speak for all of us at First and Road and say we are proud of our pastor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I feel I feel that way. Way to go, man. Yeah. Well, man, that's why jump- I, I actually did it to be seen by y'all. No. That's really why I did <laughs> well, it. So What a good jumping off point that was. <laughs> um, jumping into this week, man. Um, James, we had talked before, um, and you had said, hey, I'm just going to cover one verse this week. And in my mind, I was like, sweet. Not much I can probably get convicted over here. Um, but I think I need to keep reminding myself, like, Sermon on the Mount is going to get in my business, and it's going to be uh, really difficult. And yeah. so, uh, man, hearing one verse, I was like, oh, we're going to be okay. And uh, realizing, maybe in for a long haul here. Uh, but, man, what a good... Um, yeah, it was, and that's when I was looking at it, of course, it kind of breaks down. You know, there's we'll look at giving and being generous this week, but... In the whole idea of like just that one verse, he really impacts it. Really, we'll see it, you know. So if you, if I know I did, if you felt convicted by it, we'll probably be convicted by it some more, you know, because he'll he'll address it really in the, all the next couple passages. But that's why I was like, I think this is a theme that really needs to probably its own just to just look at it, mm-hmm. you know, of the idea of motive intentions, because um, that's what it seems like he's addressing, you know, in the passage. So. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was great, man. It was. It was. It was great, and not great at the same time. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's like when I read Dr. Martin Lloyd Jones in the passage when he was talking. About, I think I read it in the beginning of the sermon, yeah. like where he was like, "It's one of the most challenging passages in all the scriptures." I was like, "Oh gosh, yeah. that doesn't sound fun." Maybe we can just take a detour. You got yeah. anything else you yeah. want to preach on yeah. for a little bit? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the good old just walking through walking through verses It'll get you. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. Well, man, jumping into some questions. Um, we see in Matthew 5, you, you brought it up Sunday, um, that Jesus says, um, let your good work shine uh, so people can give glory to your Father who's in heaven. And then now, uh, the beginning of chapter 6, we see kind of the opposite. So how can we actually balance this passage? Well, I think that's, you know, we talked just a little bit ago about balancing, because I think that's, there has to be some type of balance in it, because I think you can go one of two ways if you can be so just kind of flaunting everything that you do, or you can go the exact opposite direction of not letting anybody see anything. But I think even this is interesting. I was reading this the other day, and I think this is a good thing too. But even we can even have wrong intentions and not letting people see our life too, of like Mm. even like of trying to even be like, well, I'm not going to let anybody know. So deep down I know I'm following Jesus, and so I'm really kind of better than somebody else. And so so even even in that, we can have ulterior motives to do that. And so I think – Having the balance, and I think that's really what Jesus is addressing is in Matthew five of saying, and even looking at it, you know, 
our light would shine, people would see our righteous deeds, our acts, the things that we do, so that God would get glory. So even there, the, the, the emphasis is on the reason why we do this is so that God gets glory and so that people see God in us, Christ in us, and so it does that. And then even this, I think he's addressing even deeper of like knowing this, knowing there's a tendency in in living out our life, knowing that things that God has called us to do will cause us to do things, people will see things, of we can actually do them with the wrong motive and uh, with the wrong heart of wanting to see pe- seen by people, validate ourselves, whatever it may be. And so I think that that was the thing. I didn't really address it much in the sermon, but I think that I was just reminded of it, is that I think there has to be some type of balance in us um, because I, if I'm honest, of sometimes I'm like, I want to take this passage to the extreme and not like I don't want to show anything ever. And that there can be some pride in that. Um, and also just knowing there are some things that we do that people will see and we want people to see God in us, Christ in us, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think, like you said, and even the question, I think there's got to be some type of balance between this and um, with our motive. And, and that's really what he's uh, uh, in these passages is, and he'll call us like, you need to be giving, you need to be serving, you know, like you need to help people. But you need to make sure you check your motive too, mm-hmm. you know. And so there's got to be that balance of we are called to do things for people. People will see them. But what he's addressing here specifically is he's not contradicting himself, but he's addressing, hey, let's get deeper to the motive. You yeah. Know? I think it's good, like, bringing out the intention of the reason why you're doing it. Um, I know um, we're jumping into home groups this week, and we've been kind of doing a trial run of home groups, and that's one of the things we talked about was the intent of why I'm doing it is what I think it boils down to is the the – differentiating factor in in balancing those two things. If I'm doing all of these things for God's glory, I think it's obviously yes. I mean, that's kind of what Jesus says to do in the previous chapter. But in this, like, you know, if I'm doing this for my own selfish gain, probably don't need to be doing it like that then. Yeah, and I think that's the dangerous thing about this whole thing. And I think what's scary about it, and even, well, he'll address it. And to me, it's the most terrifying passage to me, really, maybe in Scripture and in the Sermon on the Mount when he addresses, he says, you've done all these things in my name, but I don't know you. Yeah. Kind of addresses this similar thing, and I, and I read this. I may bring it out in the sermon this week, <clears throat> but I was reading. I think it was uh, John MacArthur. He was bringing about this idea of hypocrisy, and this is one of the most deadliest things, really, to our faith. And this is what people call. I mean, and understand, we don't own a monopoly on hypocrisy. I mean, you know, the world would say that, but even the world's hypocritical on things. Yeah. But like, really, there's two types of of hypocrites. It could be that somebody that doesn't even know Jesus starts to tries to act like a Christian, not even being a Christian and knowing mm-hmm. Jesus. And I think that's a dangerous thing. Or it could be Christians that maybe hide things to make themselves seem more spiritual, more connected to God than they really are. Um, and both are detrimental to, to our faith. And so I think even as Jesus is calling this out of something that we have to, I think, take serious in our life, um, because, I mean, I think you and I know this, and we've seen it in our own life. And, I mean, when people are hip hypocrites it really it really harms our faith it harms the church um because you're seeing something that seems to be real but it's not there's no substance there and so i think jesus i mean really when you look at jesus jesus really comes down on hypocrisy yeah hard you know and so i think it's something that we can't we can't dismiss this in our life and just be like oh i'm fine you know i'm not a hypocrite um, but really to take this serious because, I mean, obviously the Lord takes it very seriously, you know, and mm-hmm. it's a serious thing, you know, for us to think about. You gave us two points of practical living um, that we need to um, ask the Holy Spirit to search us and that we need to ask ourselves difficult questions. 
So after those times, you know, if we practically do this, if we are really searching, um, what do we do if we get to a point where we see that we may have convinced ourselves that we've had pure motives and we really didn't? How do we kind of rectify that situation? Yeah. Um, I think that's the difficult thing about motives. And even I, I think I mentioned it in When God Sees, that we can fool ourselves, we can fool others, we can't fool God. And I think that's one of the things that I have to be reminded of is even, and he, I think he addresses it, I think in Jeremiah 17, <clears throat> where he says the heart is deceitfully wicked. Yeah. And our heart deceives us, you know. And so we can actually think that we're doing things with right motive when really we have some, you know, there's something even beneath that in ourselves. We can convince ourselves or trick ourselves and so I think even in the application, I, I would say this, I think someone who is seriously, and this is what I, I would say for my life and whoever's listening is, I think that's why it's imperative that we ask the Holy Spirit, just like we looked in Psalm 1, uh, I think it was uh, Psalm 139, yeah. um, where I'll read it, Psalm 139 at the end, David says, search me, O God, and know my heart, try me, know my thoughts, see if there's any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. And so I think he he sees this, of God, you're going to have to be the one that searches my heart, my thoughts, my motives. I can't, you can't, you can't leave that job to me because if you leave it to me, I'm going to miss some stuff yeah. or I'm going to, you know, and we're good at convincing ourselves. We're good at telling ourselves that we're more righteous than we really are. We're good at justifying ourselves. We're, we're like, like we're, we're, we're pros at justifying ourselves. And so I think that's why in the application of praying and asking the Holy Spirit, I think that has to be. That has to be a thing that we do constantly because I need God. God has to be the one because He He really sees. He has to be the one that tells me, you yeah. know. And so I think it, it, to make sure that we're, we're not deceived, to make sure we're, we're, I think, trying to live and do and act with right motive. I think it has it has to start. I think with with our prayer life, asking the Holy Spirit to search us, um, because I think that's where it has to it has to start there. Um, yeah. Because like like we just said. We can easily, easily convince ourselves that right. this doesn't apply to us. We're fine. That may be for this message for some, for somebody else and not me, you know. And so I think that's why we need the Holy Spirit to really search us. Yeah. Um, you talked about living for an audience of one. How can we practically do that? What are some ways that we can actually live that out? I think one is in this. We probably bring this up a lot. I have to know Jesus um, to live for an audience of one. And I, I think I mentioned it briefly. I, I probably should have spent more time on it. But that's what he's been doing in Sermon Mount the whole time of saying you have to uh, you have to know Jesus in order. Like your heart has to be changed. Because I think our disposition of our sinful hearts is towards self, yeah. promoting self, uh, justifying self, inflating self. When I meet Jesus, um, and we know this, this what the gospel says, and this is what happens when we believe in faith and what Christ has done is he changes our hearts. That's and right. so our heart was focused on self. Now it's focused on God and his glory. And it's focused on Christ. And so I think there has to be a, a – that, that if we're going to even remotely start at, at having right motives, because that's the thing about Jesus. I mean, or well, Jesus, but like the Pharisees, and what he addresses is like, you don't even know me. You know, you're doing all these things. You think you know God. You you think you have a relationship with God. It's just all an act. Yeah. It just looks like it. That's right. And that's a scary thing to think about that we can fake it. And even as it'll address later, of you did all these things, you just didn't know God. And so I think it has to first. You know, if we're gonna have an audience of one, I I mean, and you you and I know this of like our hearts are prone to wonder. And so I like I have to like 
my heart has to be changed if I'm ever going to even remotely begin to have right motives yeah. to live for an audience of one. And uh, I think also, too, and it's funny how sometimes it's the simplest things that we we know, but maybe we neglect, but, you know, of why it's imperative that we are in the Word, why we're spending time in prayer. Absolutely. You know, doing those things that seem, uh, and I know it seem like, oh, well, that, of course I need to do that, but I think even beginning our day with prayer of, Reminding, okay, today's about God. You know, today's about Him, His glory. And today, no matter what happens, is about Him. And, you know, and that's something I have to remind myself even in ministry a lot is I, I can do things not for an audience of one, but for an audience of whoever's here or whatever it may be. And just have to remind myself, and that's why I need to be with the Lord. And the Lord's reminding me of how much I need Him um, because. At the end of the day, what really matters is what he says. That's right. You know, um, it's what is his verdict, um, not mine. It's his judgment, not mine. And so, um, what really matters is really on my, you just even take ministry, uh, ministry here. It really doesn't matter what any person at the church says. Uh, it doesn't really matter what our community says. It really, what matters is what does God say. You know, but so often we, or I know I do, I'll look and think what other people say. But it's like, does God think I'm faithful? Yeah. You know is even when I preach, really, is, God, were you pleased this morning? doesn't really matter if anybody liked it or... I hope they did, and I hope it spoke to them, but it's like, God, did it please you, Mm. you know? And trying to readjust my mind to, like, that's the standard, being faithful and fruitful toward you, not toward anyone else. And I think when we do that, um, I think God honors that. It says God will reward that. Um, And I think, you know... Almost just leaving it up to God, you know. If people see, if people notice, that's up to Him. Yeah, uh, it's not up to me, you know. And I think even we live in a culture of like uh, celebrity preachers and stuff. And I've had to really guard my heart against it because some of these guys, I I could be wrong. They could have horrible motives, but also it could just be they've been really faithful for a long time. Mm. Like I've seen Craig Groeschel, you know. I, I've heard a lot of it, and I, he could be fooling us all. I think I, I do. I think he's the real deal, and I think I think for a long time, even throughout his life, he's been faithful. I think the Lord's honored him, and I think he has a platform now to speak uh, into people's life and all these kind of things. And so, I think ultimately, you know, that that's up to the Lord that the Lord allows that to happen. Yeah, it's not him, you know. And so, I, that's something I have to guard my heart because there's a tendency for me to look at people that are famous or you know whatever, and like, oh, they have horrible motives. Probably, well, it could just be because they've been faithful for so long, and God has rewarded that, and and not that. That's but that's not the standard of like well I got to get there but you know what I'm saying of um, Lord sees and just kind of let the chips fall where they may with the Lord. Yeah. So you talked about social media Sunday. Um, how can the way we navigate social media be a danger in implying these principles to our lives? And I think social media, and I'll say this up front: uh, social media is not bad. Uh, we're thankful for social media, especially during this quarantine time. That's right. Um, you know, that's how a lot of people have seen uh, to join in on service or, or sharing about service. So I'm, I'm grateful uh, for social media, thankful for that avenue that that we have. But I think we also have to to know the the danger of it. Is it even? You know, I think the whole idea behind social media is is I think it's to connect. I think it's to share things. Um, but even to remember of like, but it's still all virtual. You know, it's not. It, it's not real. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not real. You know what I'm saying? But 
But I think things even, can look a lot better than they actually are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that can happen, or um, even just think of like the whole idea. And and again, this is not wrong. Um, yeah. But think of the whole idea of like a selfie. You know, like a lot of social, like you take selfies or whatever, and it's like even even just that idea of like it's directed on self. And so yep. many times, I think on social media if we're not careful, is that we can do things for likes. We can do things mm-hmm. for – like I didn't even bring this up Sunday, and you may have experienced this. Um, one of my best friends in college, we used to joke about this. Um, it was a mission trip we went on when we were in uh, in college at LSU. And uh, we're, we went to Arteaga, Mexico. And I remember when we got – we were on either the bus coming home, and one of the things that we joked about was – I. I guarantee you every person's when we get back is going to upload their profile pic to, to some orphan child holding their hands or holding them and playing. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but it was like we, we, we already like made the observation. We says just wait, and, and I, I guarantee you when we got back, every single person re, you know, updated their profile pic to be you know holding a little child's hand or because we had gone to an orphanage and – and all this kind of stuff, and that's not bad. I mean, because look, we are to to care for the orphans. We're, we're like we're to do these things, but it's almost like this. You know, it's like yeah. I, I don't know whether it's to make ourselves feel better or to make people think like, oh man, they care for the orphans. You know, and so like even something like that. You know, that we we kind of joked about just knowing we're like, hey, and I, I joke, I did it too. So I mean, <laughs> so so I'm not gonna I'm not acting like these other people were wrong. I did the same thing. But even after that, I've had to like ask myself, like, why, 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 why did I, why did I do that? So I think we, just as we navigate social media, we have to be super careful, especially when it comes to, like spiritual things. You know, people Snapchatting or Instagramming or putting on their story their their uh, their quiet time. They're always gonna because what he seems to imply is like, hey, when you pray, like, don't 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 like do it in secret. Yeah, don't don't let your right yeah. hand know what your left hand's doing. Yeah, like when you do these things, like do it to the Lord, like no one else needs to know these things. If you're super spiritual, and I say it like, like, like if you're, if you have a relationship with the Lord, like people will notice that. I mean, could because Christ in you is going to show forth, yeah. you know? Um, but I think we just have to, as we navigate social media, I think we just have to be super cautious, not just about po- uh, posting anything in general, but I'm just saying just when it comes to like posting spiritual things yeah. or practices or missions or outreach, um, we just we just need to be careful that we're not promoting ourselves or yeah. even promoting our church. You know mm-hmm. that um, we just have to be careful. So I think yeah. social media is just something we gotta, you know, we just ask the Lord to help us navigate it. You yeah, know? I think I think you can you can call back to what Jesus says too. Whenever you pray, don't go into the streets to pray, but go in your closet and do it. You know, I think that we can relate that to what we do now. Uh, I think our streets would be social media, and so I think that would how Jesus would say it now. You know, whenever you Pray whenever you do open your Bible. You don't have to put it on social media, and uh, I think that that I think that's the the big thing that, that we need to see here. And you know, Colossians, you see it in Colossians that whatever you do, do it unto the Lord, not to men. Um, and so, man, challenging, yeah, challenging, yeah, it's text really no doubt. in one I mean, verse. Yeah, because I think it calls out our hypocrisy, yeah. you know, and calls out how many times in our life we. And and I and I want to make this clear. It's not that we don't love God. I, yeah. I, there are some people that could do it because they don't love God, and they're just like we we need to understand that too. Some people are just deceptive people, but I think the people that genuinely love the Lord, there's just a tendency. We just have to be on guard. And that's why he says beware. You know, just right. you need to be aware of this that there's a tendency, and especially for us that have grown up in church. You know, I think just to 
We just need to be careful of how we do it, you know. That's right. Well, man, um, even though it was what we probably felt like one verse were off the hook this morning, uh, thanks for leaning into a a difficult text, a very challenging text, um, and bringing some really good truths out of it, man. For sure.